podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, it's the podcast guy. Something like Talk Time on Podcast. It's the Southern Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on Podcast. It's the Sutton Podcast, sponsored by Lockie Stargin, and I'm your host, Mike, as usual. And with me today on our panel, we've got both Paul and Neil. Today, we're going to be covering the uh, bullying of the EFL New Boys, and we're going to be looking forward to hosting our very first League Cup match with Cambridge United. Engagement is obviously very important. I keep drumming home the message. We've had a lot of engagement over the last couple of days, or the last 24 hours, I think, with the various different things I've been very excited about posting up. Um, but please do like, comment, share on all the, all the um, posts. It, it just really helps get it in front of more eyes and more people to, to talk and enjoy the podcast. Um, we're going to just jump in and say hi because we've got a lot to get through today. So, Neil, hasn't been planned like this, but um, you were on for the last game of last season um, and you're on for the first game of this season. How's your summer been? It's been a good summer. Very frustrating trying to keep on top of an allotment because there's no sunshine and the only thing that's growing in the rain are the weeds so if weeds were vegetables I'd be all right but you can't eat weeds right this podcast is very soon going to get a reputation of last season we had running this season we've had talk of sheds and allotments um <laughs> it's going to get a reputation soon um Paul again completely coincidental and unplanned you were also on for that very same episode at the last of last season was I? and the, the, the first Hello. for this season um how was your summer good thanks mike happy uh, top of the league weekend everyone um <laughs> so yeah yeah i uh, uh watched a bit of cricket so that was good fun that was uh, all six weeks of the cricket season but here we are again back in the football season so that was good and uh, got out on the bike so i like a cycle so got out on the bike plenty Nothing else you don't want to talk about how much you enjoyed holding aloft the brick trophy. <laughs> well, I, was, I was runner up with the <laughs> oh, yes, we played the fans game, didn't we, Mike? Yeah. We lasted the uh, fans game, yes, yes. And you, you were on the winning team of all, all the children, and <laughs> last week, <laughs> um, to be honest, I haven't really been looking around much club news today, I've been just too busy tweeting things. Um, but the one thing I wanted to mention is, um, obviously. The fan, uh, the, the sports trust, um, hop along, make sure you, you bring your tenors, get, join it. Um, they've got to do a real push this year. Alison's the chairperson, um, especially things like away travel and the coaches. They're not doing one to Barrow, but I think it's because they didn't get much interest. So if you are interested in any of the, the uh, trips, make sure they know you're interested so they can book it and they can plan their numbers. Um, I think the next one, the first one's Newport, they need at least 30. And it's 30 quid, um, about an 8.30 start or something. But check, check at the hub and they'll, they'll just tell you. Um, and do the 50-50 tickets as well, because um, 
I sort of I, I missed them yesterday. I said no because I had no change. And as, as he was walking off, I think he had one of the little tapping machines as well. So I don't think there's any excuses anymore. So um, <laughs> do the 50-50s and um, get more money into that supporters club as well. Um, right. I think I did that very, very quickly. I hope everyone gets to listen to it on slow speed. Um, but we've got to talk about yesterday. For the first time in quite a while, we're going to talk a lot about the match. <laughs> Gandamonium, someone who followed Gandamonium has very helpfully found the definition. It is definitely what's classed as a drubbing. Um, not a rout, because that has to be to nil. It's a drubbing. Um, I try and make sure I usually have at least a couple of positive points on every game. And today I'm a little bit overloaded, so there will be things that we're going to miss. Um, first time in a long time I wasn't sure about the lineup. I thought Ben might have been being saved for the real games. I wasn't sure about Harry. Um, Neil, I know you've got something to say on Harry, but if I come to you, Paul, first, what, what was your thought on the on the lineup when uh, it was announced who was starting? I was. I genuinely didn't have a real scooby doo really about that lineup. Who was going to play? Who was going to be star? I hadn't seen any of the preseason games. Deliberately uh, uh, kept away from them. Um, so it was. Um, it was. Uh, it was uh, refreshing to see. I think it was about five new signings started, mm-hmm. didn't it? So I think uh, the biggest surprise possibly for me was that Harry started. Actually, I mean, I think there was a lot of chat maybe beforehand that. Uh, his season faded a bit, and maybe maybe he's fading a little bit. But um, so it was actually, and the players coming in, I was uh, surprised he started, but absolutely, well, proved me wrong. And uh, what what a game he had! So it was, um, which was fantastic. Um, and uh, and we had five new signings, and and uh, they all uh, absolutely were out of the traps, weren't they? Brilliant, it's amazing. I mean, that does lead us very nicely because Neil made a point about Harry. Because again, I think a lot of people would like yourself is. Is he fading off? Are we going to miss him too much? Obviously, we had Ali last year who kind of was above him in the pecking order. Um, but, Neil, what, what were you saying yesterday about your, your thoughts about Harry? Well, I agree with Paul because I got 10 out of 11. But the, the thing I didn't, I didn't have Harry in my starting 11. I thought Clay would play, that we'd be on the back foot and that we'd have Clay and Eastman literally sort of putting up the shutters to just sort of try and limit, um, you know, everything that... Um, Notts County would throw at us. But in terms of sort of Harry, I think we saw the old Harry because, you know, I'd forgotten he scored 11 goals in 40 appearances in the last National League season. He obviously had the nasty shoulder injury two seasons ago. He was playing with the hernia. And I think we've not seen Harry being fit for two years. But yesterday was a fit Harry, and he was totally different. He, was in, he, did, he didn't give the ball up very easily. He, he was moving. He scored, you know, a typical Harry goal from being, you know, a true attacking uh, midfielder. He also had a good shot as, as well, that, you know, a snapshot. So, I, you know, I think that that was the Harry of old. So now that's his shirt. And plus also... He's one of the older members of the squad, but 31, and he played 109 minutes and he was still running hell for leather right at the end. So, you know, so former, you know, Harry, really, I thought his performance yesterday was outstanding in a team of outstanding performers. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of glad myself that, we've, that I've decided to drop the power of the day business because you guys would have absolutely struggled. So, um, But 
yeah, trying to sort of go through it bit by bit. We, we had a very fast start. Um, and uh, I mean, Joe, the, the little fella in the box, as I tweeted earlier, um, scored an early goal. Um, do we think that perhaps the, uh, the the clamps gif has had anything to do with it? Because he put we brought back the gaff the glyph with the clamps, and suddenly he's scoring again. I'm, yeah, we could say it's coincidence, but come on, these are facts. <laughs> what, what did you think of that goal, Paul? I mean, they missed all, <laughs> well, they missed all the big fellas, and they got little Joe. Clear correlation with the uh, gift, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I thought the well, more broadly, those first three minutes. I mean, summed it, summed up. I thought where uh, where we were strong, really. I'd so I mean, for straight from kick off, ball went up, and uh, and uh, Harry Smith flicked it on, and I thought, well, we're not going to lose much in the air there. And then that set piece, and it, and we've seen it before, haven't we? So uh, they're all too busy looking at the big guys in the middle, and uh, Kizzy sneaking around the back and just gets past his man and and, and heads it home. So uh, that was fantastic, and just the intensity of the play as well. I thought it's just absolutely out of the traps. The intensity of the team uh, throughout, and we just put under so much pressure. And I thought that that those those three elements were uh, typified throughout the throughout the ninety really. Just um, strong air, uh, strong in the air, strong in set pieces, and just uh, all over them. So, uh, but great to see uh, Joe uh, on the um, on the score sheet, which is with, with something that's clearly pre-planned. Something off the uh, something off the park. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, say little Joe, just in case anyone doesn't actually realise he's six two, six three, um, but he looks little compared to uh, when he's with Omar Ben and uh, Harry up front. But Neil, what were you? What was your thoughts? I mean, I think you wanted us to have a fast start. But you didn't quite believe it. No, I thought I was right. I turned up at the wrong match, actually. So, uh, you know, because it was so, you know, it was everything about yesterday was so different about everything before. You know, we've got the, we've got the speed back in the, in the team that we sort of lack from, again, going back to the, the last National League season from Tanto and uh, from David Adjuboy, because, you know, Josh Coley has got a, a serious turn of pace. So Scott Cashcat. And, you know, that just means that we're getting to the ball. You know, we have a chance of getting to the balls over the top. The, the quality of delivery, you know, whereas last year, you know, crosses were just hitting defenders, were just not being placed in the right place. They were just speed, precision, all the things that we didn't have last season. Yeah. And it typified all of the, it led to all of the goals. They were, it was all about speed yeah. and precision. I mean, one bit of speed, it certainly took me by surprise because, yes, we were told that he's quick, but Scott Cashkit yeah. for, for the red card, I mean, watching back on the replay, first of all, you've got Harry putting a bit more pace than I thought he had, pressing um, their, their left back, I think it was. And then it all got passed in, he was under pressure, and Scott just literally. I don't know how fast it was, but he pelted down there. And um, he was, I mean, all game, he was he was like a Harry up front. He was a real pest, a wasp, like um, hassling people all the time. Um, I mean, the red card, there's been some dispute from Notts County fans whether it was a red. Um, I mean, what, what, did, what did you guys say? I mean, the, we had warnings. I think we had two... Two cards for fairly, fairly softish challenges in the first few minutes. Um, before that, so they should have really known. What, what did you think of the red nail? Do you think it was justified? I 
I've looked back at it. If I've read the rules, and the rules said if it's denied a clear goal-scoring opportunity, which it is because, in effect, he was just about to take back his left foot and, and shoot because he was around the keeper. So it did stop. I think the other player wasn't in the right place, wasn't close enough to cover properly. And uh, the irony was, again, with the rules, because of the, they've taken away the double jeopardy, had it been in the box, it would have been a penalty and only a yellow card for the keeper, which actually, with retrospect, may have actually been suited Notts County better because they mm-hmm. might have been, they'd have probably been two nil down, but they would have had 11 men on the, on the pitch. So, uh, yeah, it, it, because of the very low threshold for dishing out cards, I think it was a red card was inevitable. Yeah, I mean, Paul, Neil's touched on it there, and a lot of their fans are saying the defender was covering. Now, my thing is, if the defender was covering, why couldn't your keeper have left the defender deal with it then? In that, if, if that is the case, he should have said, mm. well, we've seen all these yellow cards. We know what the new rules are. Let's not give the ref any excuse to, to give me a card. Obviously, all these things can't run through your brain, but if he'd left it to the defender, would the defender have cleared it? Yeah, don't don't give the referee an opportunity to give the give the red, wasn't it? And I, I've looked it back, and it it's close, isn't it? But it I feel it feels like he he had a clear shot on goal, and uh, and so it, it is a red. But you know, back to that whole how well we played. Um, don't get yourselves in that position in the first place. We were all over them and forced that. Over their turnover and forced the red card. So, um, so uh, yeah, it was. Um, uh, but I think it was. A, I, th- I think it was a red. Yeah. Have you listened to Williams's um, post match? Yeah. And yeah. he's he doesn't he doesn't say it wasn't a red. And he says you can't blame the fact we've down to ten men. Uh, you know, on that. And anybody who anybody who says that it did is a liar. So he really <laughs> did castigate his uh, team. Yeah. Well, I try to be objective and I try to be fair and I kind of think, how would we feel if that was given to us? And I think genuinely, if the same situation had happened to us, we probably would have all went, oh, for God's sake, come on. That's, that's, that's a, annoying, but a fair red. Um, so I think, mm. we, I think we would have accepted it. Uh, but Scott, he also hit the bar. Um, so this, <laughs> this could have been a lot worse. I mean, at the point, I have to say, we're going to talk about it, I'm sure, later. Um, um, Harry Smith endearing himself to Sutton fans um, very quickly in his career just helping the keeper remember that he was supposed to leave the pitch at that moment in time that's very very helpful of Harry um, then we got uh, Patrick Amari no, Patrick, Patrick Amari, <laughs> um, doing a 1-2 with a defender and almost scoring again just clipping uh, just dipping the wrong side of the bar then he linked up very well with Josh. I didn't realise how good it was again until I saw it back with him coming right inside almost the penalty spot and calling for the ball. Um, he said that that's something they've worked on with um, with Junior Lewis um, in training. So obviously that, that's working. And yeah, so in this second half, um, where Josh broke to um, broke down our side, I'm not sure if everyone picked it up because it certainly wasn't on the highlights. As soon as he whipped that ball in, Almost the second after it lifted, left his foot, he started blowing kisses to the crowd. And it's like one of those, he knew it was a good cross and it landed on Patrick's head for apparently his first ever headed goal. Um, at that point, we're 3-0 up. How, how were you feeling at that point, Paul? <laughs> Surprised. Uh, 
Well, I guess I mean, yeah, I mean, everything was going right, wasn't it? But uh, yeah, no, it was it was like just couldn't believe it. I mean, everything was going right, wasn't it? Just uh, um, just the link up play, uh, the crossing, um, and uh, and the finishing itself. It was just like it was bonkers, absolutely bonkers. Um, and at three 0 you just thought, and they were they didn't have a sniff, did they? Really, and you thought, even at three 0 three 0 was the like the, the the switch where you thought, okay, I think we're we're pretty safe now. Um, that was certainly the way we were playing, so it was uh, no, just great fun, and all those goals down air in the course, which was a bonus in the chucking rain. Absolutely, yeah, the rain was misfitting. Um, Neil, what, how were you feeling at three 0 with uh, Amari's double at that point? Well, like Paul, I, I didn't believe it was happening. I wanted somebody to pinch me, and I thought I was dreaming. But the thing I thought, not to you know be disingenuous to previous you know Sutton favourites, we'd have never have had a cross that good from uh, from David Edgeboy, and certainly Will Randall would never have put that header in uh, from the left wing. So you know, and I was really yeah, it was such a, a quality. Header. I can't. I find it really hard to believe that he's never scored one with his head before. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He seemed, he seemed to hang for ages, and he like a basketball player, just like ah. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, brilliant. Mm. Um, then we had um, a little glimpse of Aidan O'Brien. If things weren't going well enough up front, um, Aidan O'Brien come on and had some great touches, including a, a really, really clever um, ball to, to Harry to, for Harry to score our fourth. Um, which kind of was, oh, I see, this is the icing on the cake now. We can't, <laughs> this can't be topped, surely. Um, yeah. Again, at four, what, what were your thoughts, Neil? I mean, we were in dreamland at three. <laughs> I mean, as Neil, Neil, Neil mentioned the word quality there, and I think that's what really shone through. You were watching stuff, stuff that you're thinking, I haven't seen this down here for a while. Uh, and this, um, especially at the start of the season as well, that it was all linking together like this. They all seem to be. You know, the patterns were working and they all seemed to know where they were. And then the end product was fantastic. And in terms of Aidan O'Brien's, uh, that was, there was a real team ethic about that, I thought. You know, it's it's 3-0. Uh, he's got a half chance to have a crack himself. And, you know, he's pushing for a place. And yet he sees the better option, puts it to Harry and, and slots it home. So I thought that was a, uh, it was a, it was a, it was a nice indication that they're clicking and playing for each other. Yeah. I mean, we... We did concede then, Neil. Um, it was at the other end, so we couldn't quite see it. But on the replays, whilst it does seem like there was potentially a foul on Ben, you could also argue that for our fourth, um, Smith fouled their defender as well. So we allow one, we allow the other. Uh, but at 4-1, very typical Sutton, how many other teams in the Football League start sitting there going, uh-oh. <laughs> how were you feeling at the time at 4-1, Neil? Um... I would just like to sort of go back and finish off with Paul's point. The thing about Aidan O'Brien was how much time he had on the ball and how he didn't panic, which again, last season we used to panic and take sort of snapshots and things like that when it wasn't the right thing to do. It was just cool, calm, collected. That again, a step up in class and that ball was superb. Um, I would have, going back to their goal, I didn't think it was a foul looking back on it. And I think Ben was caught flat-footed because I think he was showing the beginnings of the cramp that ultimately yeah. saw him going off. So that's why uh, Langstaff, I think, had him for for, uh, 
uh, for pace there. So looking back, I'd say, to be fair, I don't think it was any more of a foul than uh, some of the ones that, you know, related to our goal. So I agree with you. Uh, I think that was a fair goal and just shows that, you know, County were dangerous. They've got some talented players there. So you do have to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've, we've kept McGoldrick and long stuff down to one goal. And, that's, uh, yeah. and there'll be a lot of teams yeah. who won't be doing that. This year. Yeah. No, but I did worry. I thought they would score at 4-1. Yeah. I thought they'd get the next yeah. goal. Yeah. And then and then we came to the, you know, our fifth goal, which was just the cherry on top of the icing. Yeah. Okay, so then we had the icing on the cake. Just to explain to everyone, we've had some issues recording. Um so this is going to be a bit of a mix and match and I'm going to put it all together and it'll be fine. No one will ever know difference. <laughs> anyway, um we had Eastie hitting the post as well. Um at, at, I think it was 5-1. So this could have been like Absolute disaster for Notts County. It wasn't bad, but it could be a disaster for him. Um, I did ask Matt a question earlier, and I asked him, did he want this to be known as Matty Ball or Grey Ball? Um, he said he didn't mind either way. He's fine. He's fine. Um, but you guys have hinted this is kind of the football he's been talking about for a long time. The relentless, the, the aggressive, just chasing things down and uh, scoring in a variety of different ways, although a couple of them were carbon copies. They were <laughs> crosses from the wings and, 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 and in. Um, but how were you at 5-1? Apart from soaking wet, how were you guys at 5-1 when that final whistle went? I mean, that was, uh, yeah, I mean, delirious. That's why you go to football, isn't it? Just days like that. You know, I mean, I mean, it was the first game of the season anyway. So, uh, you know, there was a spring in the step anyway, wasn't there? Getting to the marquee, saying hello to people that haven't seen for ages having a beer, getting to your spot, seeing everyone. And then there's just the buzz of the game. And then just a start like that was um, just fantastic. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely uh, flying. And as and, and as you mentioned there, could have been more. And I think Luke Williams said that in his interview, didn't he? And they, I think he was interviewed by his own uh, mob. And they said, uh, can you take any positives in the game? And he said, yeah, that we didn't lose 10-1. And he's right. I mean, there was some... There was, uh, you know, it was an absolute mauling, wasn't it? And, 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 and it wasn't that... I mean, obviously, 10 men helped a little bit but uh, you know even without that I think we we would have uh, given them an absolute trouble in the um, um, because we we played teams with 10 men before and struggled as as teams do so playing 10 men does not guarantee that kind of performance and scoreline does it so um, uh, no absolutely uh, absolutely fantastic lovely and, and Neil um, there was another nice moment where Amari when he got substituted um, he walked around the full length of the pitch and he, he was shaking hands, high-fiving all, all the young'uns. Um, <laughs> so it took him about half an hour to get around the pitch. But um, that was, again, a nice moment for someone on their debut, scored two goals, and then they had that reception from, from the fans as well. He, he, he must have been delighted. I, I, he, looked so, he looked as if he was back in love with football again. But you notice as well, he was patting, his, he was patting the club's crest as he yeah. walked around the pitch. That was very much to say, sort of, that, you know, that this was like, this was home, you know, which was which was lovely that he sort of feels part of the, the setup. And he's only been with us 10 days and he, barely, you know, he barely knew half of the other players that he was playing with. So uh... ah, he's also drilled into it and got into the ethos because in his interview, he said it's only three points. You don't get more points for scoring more goals. And I was like, what the hell has gone on here? You can't be doing this. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, it, it's three points. Yeah, it's funny to, to, to mock, especially some of the bigger teams who were, who didn't get three points and win our top of the league. Um, but um, I think, I can't remember which one of you said it to me, but one of you said 47 points to go. Um, and <laughs> that, that has to be the mantra, but we've got to enjoy it. Um, on enjoying it, I haven't got, even though um, we switched recording things, I still didn't have a, uh, a sound bite. but we're going to do a new thing. I'm not doing player of the day anymore. Um, because what I was finding is people were voting for their man of the match and they weren't quite doing what I was expecting. So what we're doing now is a new segment and it's going to be moment of the match. So it's basically any moment in the match that you thought, that is the bit that I want to remember when I go through this match. That's the bit I want to remember. There are going to be hundreds of them, but I want you to try and <laughs> narrow it down. I've got three or four, um, so I'm gonna, I'll go last. Uh, but um, Paul, should we start with you? What, what's your moment of the match from yesterday? I was wrestling with two. Uh, one was uh, Harry Buderman's uh, uh, nice movement and touch for the fourth goal, not the obvious past one, the one before that. I think he uh, yeah, brought it down lovely. Oh, oh, not clicked it over the top of the player, brought it down, put it down the wing, cross came in, and we scored on the fourth goal. And that was just uh, just summed up Harry Buman's day. So it was just lovely to see him come back. But uh, I've gone for nothing to do with uh, what was on the pitch. Um, the um, the scoreboard, I think, at about what well, we must have been about half five at that point. But seeing the scoreboards flashing up, saying 5-1 and uh, ticking over to 100 minutes was uh, was very satisfying. We. <laughs> We then knew it could go to 100. We're like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And also on the scoreboard, they've sorted out the zero in front of the seconds. Yes. That, that, that was delight, delightful, wonderful. Um, Neil, what was your moment of the match? Well, I was going to say the same one, but I think what Paul's referring to was the fifth goal, but yeah. never mind. But I would say that just that the best moment really was when we started playing around with the ball and we were doing the olays, olays and olays because A, we were keeping control of the ball and we were really just taking the piss out of Notts County. And I never thought that uh, I'd ever see that. So I, I think that would be my, uh, you know, pick of the day. Perfect. Um, I'm sorry, I know people didn't like it or some people didn't like it, but for me, it's Harry Smith waving their goalkeeper off. I mean, it, it just cracked me up and it was like I think Leighton Norman fans some of them said oh, you, you, he needs to feel loved at his club otherwise he did, he's a big baby and then he's done that and it's like okay 3,000 people have just fallen in love with you given that, that horrible shithouse stuff we uh, very much enjoyed that here um, so yeah I'll put them out to a vote and we'll see uh, which wins um, so there is uh, some questions sent in um, we've actually I mean, I think we've covered actually some of them. So one of them was, were we nervous at 4-1? Another one was, should the ref, uh, should their keeper have uh, been a bit more savvy? Um, but the other one, I think I'll, I'll wait a second, actually, because I think it does uh, allude to all football anyway, and we'll wait for um, Jack to um, help answer it as well. Um, but we will look forward to the match against Cambridge United, and Jack has been waiting very patiently on two different recordings because he jumped in on the last one and it went all wrong, and he's jumped on this one as well. Um, so, Jack, uh, from the Under the Abbey Stand pod, hello, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very well. Also fresh from a, a win yesterday, so, uh, yeah, feeling pretty buoyant for the start of the season. So I hope that kills you. <laughs> and there was a Notts County connection there because they had their... Uh, Notts County superstar. Did he play? Was it Ruben Rodriguez? Um, yeah. Um, 
they were they were just all over the park, pretty poor. And like you know, we were talking about it after the game and trying to identify, you know, who'd featured was quite difficult. But yeah, Rodriguez started behind the striker, but they had so little. I wasn't particularly impressed by anyone. I don't want to be too disparaging, but yeah, there was just not much to remember about their performance. We I think we might have got a bit lucky playing them on the first day. We we may well be the same, to be fair. I mean, one 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 Notts County fan said, um, "Enjoy it. It's the only three points you're getting all season." And I was like, "Well, if that if that was true, that makes your team even even worse. Yeah. You get relegated with only one win, and we beat you five one. Surely that's worse for you." Um, but before we get into into yourself and uh, look forward, the question that was sent in, um. I've got in this section points of views because we're united. You're also united, so you can join in with this one. Um, added time. So we had um, nine minutes and ten minutes yesterday, and I was really surprised that Matt made such a big point of it because he doesn't normally do these kind of things. Uh, but what he was saying is um, he's worried about players being injured because they, they essentially played yesterday um, 110, 111 minutes. Um, so... He's not disagreeing with the referees. He's disagreeing with the rule. Um, but um, Paul, what do, what do you what do you think of the, of the uh, added time? I mean, I can see I can see where Matt is coming from from a player perspective and being inside a ten. Um, from a fan perspective, I can see that. I mean, it was only one game, of course, but I can see what we're trying to do here, and and I think. Um, I've got early high hopes for it, to be honest. I think uh, um, yesterday's game, and we can only take the one game, the game definitely flowed quicker. Um, there was uh, less hanging about, less um, uh, less uh, wasting time. Now, I don't know whether that was because just the game or the game situation or, or that particular, that you know, that, that first game, but it felt as though Eric, the experience of watching was... Uh, was a was a lot better, but we did win five one. But the but it did. Let, let's see. Let's see how that feels like when we uh, when we draw nil nil um, against a bottom team or something like that. So, uh, but my my feeling was that what that rule is trying to bring in um, helped. So, Jack, um, I saw a Notts County vlog yesterday, and, and they had the camera on at the point that ten minutes for the second half came up. Yeah, I saw that. His, his thing was. What's the point? What is the point of adding 10 minutes? We're losing 5-1. Nothing is going to change. I mean, I don't know. Did you guys have masses of um, added time yesterday or not? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we're eight in the second half. So um, I think actually we saw a bit of a transition into this last season because there was, you know, it's ever since the um, the, the World Cup almost set a precedent of just ridiculous added time. And I think that's going to kind of come into football. I think it's a good thing. You know, they make the points about the amount of time the ball's on the pitch. I understand the point about injuries to players, but at the end of the day, it's their jobs. And, you know, I think people there's, people deserve their money money's worth, but also clubs deserve to be, you know, out there as much time as possible to be able to make a difference. And, um, you know, that 5-1 point is a really good point. And when you're getting pumped 5-1, you really just want to get back in and get away. But, you know, there's our survival last season and other people's peril uh, were down to the odd goals. So I think even when you are 5-1 down and you're looking for a goal at the end or something, it might seem futile, but it's uh, 
it, you know, uh, one, one or two goals can can completely change your season, even if it is just adding to goal difference. So I think it's a good idea. It's a good initiative. It'll take a bit of getting used to, but you know, I think it'll um, I think it'll be good in the long run. Yeah, and, and Neil, I know you had thoughts about our, our team specifically. With I, I think it will suit us because we are. And we sh- this showed yesterday. We are so incredibly fit, and we can keep on running right to the end. So I think it will suit us if we're one nil down, and I think we'll be absolutely livid when we're one nil down when the ref puts the ball up and there's only three minutes in the second half. We'll be wanting the ten. So I, I think. <laughs> In the long run, I think there's going to be more complaints about when, when we find it shrinks, which I think inevitably it will. Then we'll start complaining that we haven't got this nine, ten minutes in the second half. Because when you're one nil down, you want as long as you possibly can. Because uh, as Jack said, that point that you might get from a late goal may be the difference between you know going up or not going up or staying up or going down. So you could tell this is a confidence at United because last year we lost we lost games in the last <laughs> few minutes and now we're just going ah oh, we'll we'll, do, we'll we'll smash games it's fine um, right so Jack back to yourself um, so I've got some questions for you um, so a little bit about yourself how how long have you been supporting um, Cambridge United and kind of what got you started with them. Mine's a bit of an interesting story. Um, I moved to Cambridge in 2012 after graduating as a broadcast journalist from uni. Uh, and that was my first kind of, um, you know, introduction to Cambridge. I had family here, but had been here a couple of times. But yeah, moved in 2012 and immediately became a season ticket holder. So I was quite, yeah, quite a new fan as it goes. And then uh, in the 2018 season, um, the day after Sean Derry was sacked, incidentally, was when we did our first Under the Abbey Stand podcast. I made a lot of good friends at the Abbey and we we thought there isn't a there isn't a fan podcast for Cambridge United and maybe that's something we could change. And yeah, fast forward pretty much five years and uh, yeah, it's um, it, we're still going strong. And uh, yeah, we've we've had a brilliant ride so far since we've started the podcast, you know, promotion and um survival just about and yeah it's been uh and a couple of iffy managers and a few iffy players but we've got a really good manager now and uh, a great group of lads by the looks of yesterday so yeah there's positivity floating about at this very minute anyway <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to this podcast in three months ago god what were we all talking about <laughs> yeah um, so could you um well, do you have any match day traditions or or superstitions that that, that you have well, we always tend to meet in the same place, but like the walk to the ground is pretty kind of, I mean, there's a million different routes, but we always take the same route, you know, the same group. Um, and there's there's been a bit of a dispute at United with uh, a supporters club, which is on the ground, on the land that the ground's on, but it's privately owned. We were going in there pre-games but now the club have uh, kind of repurposed an outdoor area to have a bit of a fan zone so now that's become since last season that's become quite a nice thing and it's just you know you don't go straight into the stand so you can go and you can see old faces and catch up with people so it's big be- that's becoming a bit of the new routine which is quite a nice thing to do because yeah it's uh, something that was lacking in our new market road end for a long time and now we've uh, we've got that facility it's really nice excellent and do you have a Excellent go-to memory of when someone says, why do you support Cambridge United? Why don't you support one of the big clubs? Yeah, it's a funny one. I mean, so when I moved here and started watching, we we were in the conference and, uh, you know, 
surviving at best really just kind of you know middle table not really doing much and yeah kind of faffing about a bit and then I just remember my first season there uh being really welcomed by kind of the the the, the wider community and and then I think the thing that stands out for me is the promotion playoff final at Wembley when we uh, we beat Gateshead to get promoted back to the football league after a nine-year wait and just being able to come back to the club and celebrate with the players you know the fans were invited in and we got to celebrate with the players and the manager and the staff and that just felt like a kind of community and a family um and that was like a really nice kind of yeah a really nice memory to to hold and uh yeah thing to celebrate so yeah I've, I've been very lucky in my time it's been a kind of gradual incline rather than too much difficult to experience but last season was bad for the heart so i hope this one's a little bit more uh straightforward we uh we know that because i think it's it's 12 years now and um, there's some some of our supporters with 12 years and it's just been constant success ryman leagues the conference south so on and so on so horrible oh, yeah. damn, <laughs> jealous of them um, so this one possibly be a bit tricky for you because obviously you've been because of that increase but is there any player from your club's history that you would love to swap for a player don't say the player you don't want but would you like to see in the squad today um so do you mean would i like is there anyone who who hasn't played for cambridge who i would no, like no, any, any, yeah anyone that used to play for cambridge that you'd be like oh, i wish they were still in the team um i mean it's going to be a super obvious answer but well, actually, maybe not to people from outside, because I imagine a lot of people will think I'm going to say Paul Mullen. Um, but no, uh, Wes Houlihan is who I would want back right. in a heartbeat. I mean, the man was an absolute magician and in, you know, the winter of his career still made League Two football and, you know, the the level of football he played look so easy. And it was just, yeah, a pleasure to behold. Uh, and we didn't get to see as much of him as we would have liked because of COVID. We still got to watch him, though, of course. But, yeah, I think he's just one player that I will just be, you know, eternally grateful that I got to see in the flesh. And, you know, he he was a huge part of the, the driving force behind Cambridge's kind of unlikely promotion, really, because no one had us tipped, really, really to go up from League Two that year. And and Paul Mullen and, and co certainly contributed, but Wes Houlihan would definitely be the man if I bring him back in a heart. I think I'd pay for him to come back. <laughs> Very funny. Um, so lots of people were saying this season that you, you guys are going to not just relegate, but rock bottom. Um, yeah. we, we're used to that. We're always tip for 20 or 20 something um so i mean obviously it's only one game and we're all very excited because we both won but the pre-season and how are you kind of feeling about the season in general it's an interesting one um and we're you know we record every sunday so uh, we will be recording um a podcast and like uh, we've been quite cautious with any sort of optimism really because on the face of our squad our squad looked looked a little light and i think really still does look a little light um, but we've made some interesting signings and a couple of them really performed well uh, on, on Saturday. So I think I think we're always going to be tipped to be down there. We were tipped the last two seasons to be down there. That's fine. We're a small team uh, as the league goes. We've got a small budget, but we, we're a really well-run club. And having had financial you know, issues surrounding the club in the past and you know, a lot of issues kind of in the back room and and you know rumors about you know politics at the club it's nice to be in a position where the clubs run properly properly by you know by a good group of people with input from the fans so i think you know i i'm 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 
cautious about this season. And honestly, Mark Bonner has basically said we're not going to recruit anyone else. Um, and I think we could maybe do with another attacking option and maybe someone to bolster the midfield, but that's not going to happen. So I think we 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 might we might learn the hard way this season because we were a little lacking in depth last season, uh, especially when it came to the business end. We were very lucky to uh, to lose the penultimate game to Burton and then you know still contrive to stay up. But I think squad depth may be an issue. But then again, we recruited so well in January that there might still be a kind of conversation to be had when it comes to January if we're going to need a couple more bodies through the door than maybe Mark Bonner's already, you know, earmarked a couple of people and we've got a couple of youngsters out on loan. But I, I feel it could be a long season and I feel like we could be very similar to last season. I think League One's slightly um, easier, but probably the wrong word, but I think there's less quality in, in it than there was last year. But then I think we're probably, you know, we've we've shipped out some pretty big players, um, two two to Reading, which is disappointing. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, we, we will see. But I'm I'm cautious about this season, and even after a great victory uh, and a clean sheet. Well, what was quite funny there is as you're talking about growing slowly, good club, good people running, family support, and all that. You can see these other two just both creeping forward, going, "Oh yeah, tell us more. Come on, that's exactly what's going on here at Sutton." Um, so just sort of a wider question to everyone. Um, so how does Sutton win this game? What, what what needs to happen? So if I start with you, Paul, um, what do you know about Cambridge United, if anything? Um, and what well, I've just heard. <laughs> um, uh, no, I knew a little, knew, knew a little bit, but uh, and knew that the, the the view was that they might struggle and uh, uh, fancied our chances a little bit. And then after yesterday's performance. By us, thought really fancied our chances, but then uh, watched the FL goals last night and saw uh, what Cambridge did, and so perhaps uh, perhaps a little less so. So I, actually, I think we could, could be quite a, a, an even 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 match, but um, um, yeah, more of the same for us, and uh, and we'll be in with a heck of a chance. So Jack, putting on a different hat, how, how do we beat you? Is the question. It's a weird one. These these early. Early cup games in a season can kind of just, I think, form or not, not even form, is it? But you know, it, everything just really goes out the window, um, and you know, anything can happen. And I think because we're um, because we're travelling uh, to you, um, I think anything could happen. I mean, the, the, we've got a new goalkeeper and a fairly aging backline, so there's been a lot of people highlighting that maybe kind of balls over the top might be the thing to kind of catch us out this season. I would suggest, I mean, this is going to be sod's law, but I would suggest that we'd be pretty solid from uh, from set pieces because we've got good height back there, really good experience with Morrison, Ryan Bennett. Uh, and yeah, Stevens, the keeper, looked good yesterday um, on, his, on his debut for us in the league. Um, but yeah, I think that there are questions about the age of the, certainly the centre-backs we've got. Um, and we are still missing Adam May, who's quite good for us in the middle of the park, although we didn't seem to miss him too much yesterday. But I would say, I think this season, uh, very similarly to last, we were very guilty of um, shipping easy goals. And I feel like this, you know, that could still be the case this season. We've kind of lost a couple of players and added a couple of players back to the defence, but I'm not sure we've necessarily bolstered it. Uh, Danny Andrew on debut looked quite good uh, yesterday as well, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, kind of how it all pans out. It's so it's so difficult to call when it's this early in the season and, you know, you, you, you ride the weight on an amazing win and then it all kind of comes uh, comes unstuck when you make uh, out, outlandish predictions and they all go terribly wrong. <laughs> Is that our Adam, mate? Neil, do you know? Is that Adam? Uh, yeah, I think it is, isn't it? Yeah. 
Well, Portsmouth Saddam, mate. So yeah, that's Portsmouth Saddam. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Was, Sorry, yeah, we had it. We had it. We we had him online. Um, yeah, yeah, so he joined us in 2020 and was pretty instrumental uh, in the last couple of seasons. And he's mm-hmm. kind of shifted uh, from a more defensive role to a little bit further forward. And he's but he's pretty versatile. We kind of use him in a couple of different ways. So mm-hmm. uh, he was a big miss, big injury last season. And a lot of the reason why we were down there, I think, was because he wasn't partnering Digby in the middle of the field. Well, that would be a very interesting him meeting up with Eastie again, wouldn't it? Um, Can I ask Jack a question, uh, Mark? Yeah, go ahead. So, do, do Cambridge take the cup seriously? Because we take everything seriously, and I think we look at the cups as being a, a you know, a, as a revenue generator. Whereas I know some, you know, some clubs would rotate, not play, not play their full strength side for something like this and, uh, you know, equally with the EFL Trophy? Um, EFL Trophy, definitely, we don't care about at all. It's much of a kind of, you know, it's a bit of a pain, to be honest, to have to participate in that. Um, FA Cup, we have really good uh, recent success in, you know, we had third round replay against Man U a few years ago. We got to play Leeds in the third round. So we've had quite a lot of success in the FA Cup. Couple of victories in the League Cup in recent years. I think the first round win against Birmingham in, in COVID times was quite good. But we, the League Cup, I, I would say, is kind of in the middle. You know, it's FA Cup, biggest priority, League Cup, and then pizza cup very far down um but yeah i would say we'll, we'll put out a good team so we've we've got a new signing um jordan cousins um who who should be really good he's got really good kind of uh, pedigree um coming from uh wigan but had been at stoke qpr and charlton before that um and one cap for jamaica last year so uh he is set to play on tuesday so i think whilst we might rotate from the team at the weekend uh it'll still be a strong side I mean, what, what do you think we need to do to win it? Um, well, we, we owe Cambridge one because I think the only time we've ever played competitively, you beat us in the Cup 2-1, I think it was. And uh, it was the same for Notts County. They had three Cup wins over us yesterday. So that's we've exercised that mm-hmm. genie. So I think, you know, I think uh, we will carry on from uh, what we did on uh, <laughs> Saturday and... Uh, Expose you to pace, balls over the top, and uh, well, you know, a monstrous height because we are a very, very, very tall side. Yeah, we've got six, uh, a right back, six two, six three, and uh, he scored yesterday because he was the little fella in the box that was left unmarked. So, uh, yeah, so they're giants. Um, but one thing that won't bother you guys is um, obviously. One of the things to our advantage is Gander Green Lane is uh, very much like a non-league ground that no one likes coming there and you lot ain't going to care because you've grown here a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've had plenty of experience dealing with that. And uh, I don't know what the capacity of Gander Green Lane is, but um, we've not got a massive ground either. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, yeah, there won't be too much... Uh, yeah, to worry about from that point of view. It's, it is just one of those things, isn't it? We're so early in the season that, you know, it's almost impossible to make a call, you know. Yeah. Uh, and we haven't had, we haven't been blessed with many winning runs in recent times. Well, certainly last season and the season before. So, yeah, uh, the, the, the likelihood of us winning two or three on the bounce is quite low. So, you're probably right. quite lucky to play us after a victory. Right. I've got so, a question about Tuesday. Yeah. Is it extra time or does it go straight to penalties or because I don't think there's replays are there I have no idea um, but 
my my prediction is based on 90 minutes or whatever 110 minutes or whatever um but what we're going to do is there's been a brand new scheme and a fan has been called into the changing room just before kickoff and you get a few seconds to give your team a message um so neil what are you saying to the boys as they're just about to come out i i've just already said it haven't i let's <laughs> carry on from saturday and let's just pretend we're still playing saturday and just carry on doing uh, you know everything you did then perfect paul what would you be saying um, you're just seven games from Wembley. Excellent. Jack, what would you say to your voice? Um, and just bearing in mind, this is me speaking to my players. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, don't yeah. mean, I don't mean any disrespect. <laughs> I would say you don't want to lose to a team in the league below because everyone thinks we should be in that league anyway. So, yeah, <laughs> that would be the incentive that I'd give to the players for sure. Right. So... What we're going to do is ask for a prediction um, at the end of full time. So whether it's extra time or penalties makes no difference to this prediction. So it's the end of the, the full time. Um, Paul, if we start with you, what, what's your prediction? Um, based on uh, uh, yesterday's um, goal fest in both games, I'm going for a 2-2. Oh, OK. Uh, Jack? Um, I have to fly the flag. I'll go 2-1 Cambridge. Lovely. And Neil? I'm going for 2 1 the other way. Okay. Uh, 2 1. And I'm going to go with. Uh, we're going to really get on your nerves and we're going to go um, a 2 0. Because um, we will kind of just be at it and your players are going to be like, hang on a minute, I'm not getting into the league. So that we've got a small squad. Let's just, let's just back off. If they want the ball, let them have the ball. Uh, <laughs> None of my predictions ever come true. Don't worry about that. No, mine um, neither. <laughs> I, what I tend to do is I start this off at the beginning of the season, then realise how awful I am, and I very quietly drop it halfway yeah. through the season so no one realises. Yeah. And um, how many do you think you'll take, Jack? Um, there seems to be quite a lot of interest. It's difficult to know, really. Um, I'm not even sure of the allocation, but I know, you know, I think a, a few hundred, um, if we can. Um, yeah, but I know a fair, you know a lot of people who I saw on Saturday certainly from our end are going. So mm-hmm. there'll be a you know there'll be there'll be a noisy lot as well. There, um, is, there is one definite fan. Um, I think they're a hopper, but they were Cambridge supporter, but they they, they ground hop as well. And I uh, think they came to the FA Cup game and they said it was their son's first game, a first away game that they came to to watch Sutton Cambridge. And I was like, oh. Did you realise that we're playing again in a couple of weeks? Like, oh, yeah, we're already, we're already sorted that. Um, but that's it. Thank you very much for your patience tonight, gents. That's really, really, really appreciated. And that wraps up another episode of Southern United Talk Time on podcast in association with Lucky Star Gin. Thank you very much for listening and giving me your ear attention. It's going to work. Stick with it. Just let it, let it brew for a while. It'll work. Um, special thanks this week to my guests, not just for coming on, but for putting up with all the various different technical problems we've thrown out of the recording twice, I think it was. So Neil, Paul and Jack, thank you very much, gents. Uh, thanks for all your thoughts as well. Um, thanks everyone for listening. As I said, please do like, comment, subscribe, um, do, all, do all those usual things on all the social media and on your podcast platforms. Leave us a review. Um, we will be joined on Wednesday after the Cambridge United match to look forward to Barrow away. There's some words people have never heard said together. Look forward to Barrow Away. Uh, but we'll be joined by Joe and Andy. And we have a Barrow fan coming on as well to talk us through it. So take care. See you soon. Bye-bye. United! 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 United!
Podcast Network.